Thanks for checking out this sermon at New Beginnings. As a church, we exist to become an authentic, biblical community. That transforms our city and impacts the world. With the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to make you aware of a few things before we begin. First, we would love to connect with you on our website. NBBCTX.org. There you can find more information about who we are. Additional resources and links to our social media network. As well as an opportunity to give. To what God is doing in and through our church. We hope you enjoy this message. So as we, uh, as we think about Father's Day, uh, here's what I'm always aware of um, in regards to the men uh, in the room and really for the women in the room as well. Um, a lot of times men come to church on Father's Day because if they get a Father's Day sermon, typically it's like a, a shin kicking, right? So we're just going to uh, beat you up, like Mother's Day, get the heart stringed, all of that, and then men get, get, kind of get beat up. We're not going to do that today. But I mean, here's what I'm aware of. I'm aware that for some of you, uh, this is a great day of celebration. You get to honor your, your, your dad. Um, for, for men and women both in the room, you know, maybe you, you've had a great experience with your father and, and, and he's still alive, he's around, and this is just a great day of, of celebrating his life. Um, but, but also for some of you, though, this is a sad day because you've lost your father, maybe recently um, or maybe years ago. And, and because so for some of you, this is a sad day because while you, you, you love your father, you miss him. And this is just another reminder of, of, of the absence in your, in your life. For, for others of you in this room, it's, it's kind of a hard day for you to come because um, you, you don't know how to celebrate your father because he wasn't the father that you deserved as a kid or maybe as an adult. And he wasn't a good man. He wasn't there for you. And, and because of those things that you, you kind of come with a heavy heart and at times uh, th- days like today can, can stir up a little bit of a bitterness or maybe an awareness of, of hurts that are there. And here's, here's kind of want to talk about a little bit Today is, I want to talk about the father wounds that many of us carry. Many of you in this room carry, in this room, father wounds that are real. And uh, I, I was blessed to have a great dad. He's here in the room. Happy Father's Day uh, to my dad. Um, and I'm grateful for the influence not only he's been in my life, but the influence he is today in my life. Uh, but for some of you, that's not your story. And because of that, there's wounds in your life that you carry. Father wounds are real. And oftentimes, days like today can stir up those wounds in our life. And, and, and what's, what's, what's hard about these father's wounds is that, 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 that oftentimes we, we kind of respond in different ways. We, we suppress it, right? And so we just want to bury it. And especially men, we want to be tough and we're going to fight through it. And we're going to be better than the old man. And, and we're going to just kind of, but that's how we cope with it. For, for others, we, we, we kind of just, it's always a scab just waiting to be peeled open, where all of a sudden there's this reminder and then we, we just break down emotionally, but never really finding the healing uh, that's available. I just want you to know this morning, I'm aware of the deep father wounds that exist in this room today, and they're real. In fact, I was uh, uh, introduced to a video um, this last week when we were in preparation for this Sunday um, that really kind of summarizes um, what many feel on days like today. And I thought, you know, this is a, a video from American Idol. I, I normally don't do this on Sunday mornings, right? Uh, but I'm going to show you a video in a moment. It's a video of, uh, of a singer by the name of Kelly Clarkston. At the anniversary of American Idol, she came back and she sang a song that she wrote about the wounds that her father had left in her life. 
And as you watch this, this song, as you listen to the lyrics, I want you to listen to the words that she says, and I want you to watch the audience and the people in the room, because what you find in this video is that, that father wounds are, are, are not an isolated event, but it's something that's commonly shared. And I just want to let you, you see this and feel this and, and listen closely and watch uh, how the people respond. Watch this video. And all I remember is your back Walking towards the airport Leaving us all in your past I traveled 1,500 miles to see you I begged you to want me but you didn't want to But piece by piece He collected me up Off the ground where you abandoned things yeah, Piece by piece He filled the holes that you burned in me yeah, Six years old And you know He never walks away He never asks for money He takes care of me he loves me piece by piece He restored my faith That a man can be kind And a father could stay And all of your words They fall flat I made something of myself And now you want to come back But your love, it isn't free It has to be earned Back then I didn't have anything you needed So I was worthless Piece by piece He collected me up Off the ground where you abandoned things yeah. Piece by piece He filled the that you burned in me Six years old And you know He never walks away He never asks for money He takes care of me Cause he loves me Piece by piece He restored my faith That a man can be kind And a father could stay Peace by Piece by piece I fell far from the tree I will never leave her Like you left me And she will never have To wonder her worth Because unlike you I'm gonna put her first And you know He'll never walk away He'll never walk away He'll never break her heart He'll take care of things He'll love her by peace, restore my faith. Sorry. That a man can be kind, and a father should, and a father should be great. Peace by peace. 
pretty heavy. The reality is, is that so many people are carrying wounds like this around. You know, there's different types of fathers that leave different types of wounds. Let me just kind of give you a list of different types of ways that fathers can leave wounds. There are fathers who are absent. Fathers who are absent. Um, and it could be that they just abandoned when they were young, when you were young. It could be that they were present at home but not absent and present with you. It just seemed like you were never on the radar for them to give you the attention that you really needed from your father. And so while he was there, he was absent. For some of you, it's absent that's beyond your father's ability. He, he maybe passed away when you were young. And he didn't have a choice to be in your life, but there's wounds of an absent father are there. Others of you, your experience is an abusive father. It's a father who emotionally and physically maybe treated you, verbally treated you in a way that you did not deserve to be treated and, and, and did maybe things to you or said things to you that have cut you to the soul. And because of that, you're carrying this around and, 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 and this abuse is something that you, you're older and you think, I'm tougher. And, and yet, there are, there are moments where the, you're reminded of those words. You're reminded of the feeling that you have when he said those things to you and you're carrying that memory of that abuse. For others of you, it was the achievement father. It was the father that always put conditions on his love for you, that he was only proud for you when you, of you when you performed, only said he loved you when you did it right or you got it together. So your entire relationship with your earthly father has been all about you performing and achieving and being and becoming and feeling oftentimes like I can never be enough. Right? And so every time you know, you're driven, maybe for some of you, you're driven by this. This is what motivates you. If one of these days, he's going to love me. He's going he's gonna to be proud of me. Only to realize that you could never achieve enough, do enough, be enough. The achievement, Father. For some of you, it's, it's the uh, affectionless Father. It's the Father that never said the words that you needed to hear him say the most, and that is, I love you. There were moments in your life where you needed an embrace and he didn't give it to you. He, he wasn't there. Emotionally, he was withdrawn. And so therefore, you were kind of just left wondering, does my dad really love me? Is, does he care about me? I need to have the protection and the warmth of knowing that he is in my life. And listen, for those of you, especially men in this room, oftentimes we blow this off, but we need it as bad as any woman in this place. But you had the affectionless father. And because of this, wounds are real in your life and hurts are real in your life. And here's what I want us to see this morning. Regardless of the type of earthly father that you had that left wounds that are deep and real. And listen, by the way, you need to acknowledge that they're real. You know, when we, when we come to the realization that there are wounds in our life, that there are hurts that have maybe dominated parts of our life and thoughts that we have about ourselves or about others around us, listen, it's not until we acknowledge that the wounds are real that we can find the healing that we need. And what I'm praying happens this morning is this. I want to really accomplish two things. One, I want you to know this morning that if you have wounds from your earthly father, I want you to know that there is healing in your heavenly father. I want you to know that there's healing in your heavenly Father. And that he will be for you everything that your earthly father was not. 
And if you've had, by the way, a great earthly father, I want you to know that you have a heavenly father. As great as your earthly father is, he is even greater than your earthly father. So I want you to see that there's healing this morning with those wounds. And listen, it doesn't mean the scars go away or the memories are erased, but it does mean that you no longer have to be defined by the wounds of your father, but rather you can be defined by the healing of your heavenly father. The second thing I want you to see this morning is that those of you who are fathers in the room, we need to become the type of fathers who, who exemplify to our children what our heavenly father is to us. And so for those of you dads in the room, you're like, I don't know how to be a good dad. I don't know how to be a good father. I've got serious wounds from my childhood, or maybe I didn't have a great example. So I want to be a good father. And I think every man, if you were to ask him, do you want to be a good father in this room? You'd say, yeah, I want to be a good father. But some of you just don't know how. And here's what I'm hoping this morning. You'll glean just a few things that will help you as you see who your heavenly father is and how he relates to you, that it becomes a model for you and what you can be for your children. If you're with me, say amen. So, so let's grab our Bibles. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3. I want to read just two verses. And it's just this, this significant moment in the life of Jesus. Jesus is about to embark on his earthly ministry. And so he is, he is going down to the Jordan River where John the Baptist is baptizing uh, people for repentance and, prepare, and preparation of their heart for the, for the work of the Messiah that's here. And if you know the story, Jesus comes down and then John makes this declaration about this is the one we've been talking about. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And, and Jesus comes in and says, John, I want you to baptize me. And John's like, nope, you should be the one baptizing me. Never a good idea to argue with Jesus. And Je Jesus is like, no, 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 I've got to do this. This is going to fulfill the righteousness. And I want I want you to baptize me as a de declaration um, to those who would follow me and what they should follow me in. And so John says, okay, you're the Messiah. I'll baptize you. And this is the moment we find where, where God the Father is going to speak about God the Son. And we're going to see the words of a great Father. Listen to what he says here, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And I love this because you have the Trinity here, right? You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in this one scene. So you see the triune God here and the, the unity that exists between the Godhead the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I want you to listen to the interaction between the Father and the Son. Look what he says next. And behold, a voice from heaven said, so this is the Father, he's going to speak in front of everyone to and about the Son. And he said, this, speaking of Jesus, is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. This is a significant moment in the life of Jesus. He is about to embark on his earthly ministry. He, he, the next scene for him is to go into the wilderness where he would be tempted by the enemy. And then he is going to go into this three years of ministry where he will turn water into wine. He will walk on water. He will calm the storm. He will raise the dead. He will heal, heal leprosy. Ultimately, he will go to Jerusalem where he will get on a Roman cross and give his life for the sins of the world. This is what is in front of him. But before he embarks on any of this, there is this moment where the father says some things about the son that the son 
needed to hear and that we needed to know. One phrase. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. We are hearing God the Father's affection and approval for his son. He is revealing the identity of Jesus in this moment. And he wants the the world to know the relationship that he has with the Son, the love that he has for the Son. And listen, there are three primary statements that God the Father makes about God the Son, Jesus. And these three phrases are the three phrases that every single child is hardwired to hear from their father. These three phrases are what every child longs to hear from their father. Here's statement number one that we see that, G, that the father says about the son. The first is this, you are my son. You're my son. You're my son. You're, this is my beloved son. You belong to me. This, this was a statement of acceptance and identity. The Father wants everyone to know who Jesus is. He wants Jesus to remember as you embark on this, I am the one that sent you. You are here because the Father has sent you and he wants us to rightly understand the relationship between the Father and the Son. You belong to me. You are my son. This is all about acceptance. You are accepted by me. You are are mine. This This is massive here. Statement number two is this. This is the second Statement, the father says to the son that every child longs to hear from their father, I love you. This is my beloved son. This is the description, my beloved son. What is he saying here? I love this man. I love my son. I love him. I want everyone to know that this is my son and I love my son. The statement number two is this, I love you. You belong to me. You are my son and I love you. Uh, Statement number three is this. I am pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. He says, this is my beloved son with whom I am, check this out, well pleased. This is a massive, massive moment here. There are really three things that come out of this. This is exception. This is the father saying he's he's expressing his acceptance of the son. This is affection. He's expressing affection. I love you. You're mine. Accepted. I love you. I feel for you. There's There's an affection and then there's approval. I'm pleased with you. Now I want you to notice something in this passage of Scripture. I've said this a second ago. This is before the earthly ministry of Jesus started. So when the father says to the son, in you I am well pleased, he is not attaching to this approval of the son some task that the son has accomplished in order to earn the approval of the father. So what is the basis of this approval? It is his identity. It is who he is. You belong to me. You are mine. And because you are mine, I love you. And because you are mine and I love you, here's what I want you to know. I'm proud of you. I want to give you my approval. I'm pleased with you, not because of what you've done for me, but because of who you are to me. This is massive here. 
You see, here is the reality. Every single one of us in this room, we long for our Father's, listen, acceptance. We long for our Father's affection. And we long for our Father's approval. Every single one of us in this room. I'll never forget, I was watching um, a documentary on the, the Dream Team. Some of you may be familiar with the Dream Team. Uh, 1992, they, they were the first uh, all-pro Olympic basketball team that would go and they would uh, win um, the, the gold medal and kind of recapture that, that basketball is an American thing. And man, this is our deal, right? Until then, Canada wins the um, national championship last week. So uh, now it's kind of given away from us. But you understand what I'm saying here. So, so they go and they win this. And they're on the, the, the gold medal stage. And there was one moment in the documentary where Larry Bird was standing there and they put the the, the gold medal on Larry Bird, and they asked him in this moment, they showed him the video clip, and they said, what are you thinking in this moment? And this is a guy that's, that is like a you know, Hall of Famer. He's in the top you know, 25 players of all time. He is a man who's won multiple national championships. He's a guy who has fame worldwide, and, and this guy's accomplished everything you would think you would accomplish to find this security. And here's what his words were. In that moment, I was thinking, man, I just wish Dad could have seen this day. I think he'd have been proud. What was he longing for in that moment? This is a man that's accomplished everything, has the praise of the world, but what is the one approval, person of approval he desires? It's his father. This is a reality for all of us, and this is what the father declares to the son in this moment. I, I, you are my son. I accept you. Your identity is rooted in me. Statement number two, I love you, and I am pleased with you. Not because of what you've accomplished, but because of who you are. And so for some of you in, in this room, you're like, that is unbelievable, and I'm glad that Jesus got that from his father, but I never received that from my father, so what does this have to do with me? And here's what I want you to see this morning. It has everything to do with you. If you want to hold your place there in, this, in the Bible, hold it there. But I want you to turn over to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Here's what I want us to see. That what you may or may not have received from your earthly father, I want you to know that you can receive from your heavenly father. John chapter 1. There's a passage of scripture that is so important to understanding who we are in relationship with God and seeing him as father. Look what John writes in John chapter 1, verse 12. Listen to this. It says, but to all who did receive him, who is the him? It's, it's received Jesus. John is saying to all who received Jesus, listen to this, who believed in his name, who've rested in his name, who've trusted in his name, he gave the right to become, what is this? Children of God. So to anyone who has received him, how, what does it mean to receive him? To believe in his name, to trust your life in who Jesus is and what he's accomplished. He says, to anyone who has received him, who believed in his name, you have been given the right to become, which means it was something you were not before, that you've become something. What is it that you have become? You have become children of God. And I love what John says next. He says, who were born not Of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here is the great news for you this morning. If you are in Christ today, 
If you know Jesus, if you've trusted in Jesus, here is what the scripture has just expressed to you, is that you have now been adopted as a son or a daughter of the heavenly father is that you now have a heavenly father and your heavenly father is perfect, that you have been adopted. And I love this, not on the basis of your own merit or your upbringing or your pedigree or what you've accomplished or your religious preference. No, no, no. Your, your adoption into the family of God is on the basis of the will of God saying, I choose you to be a part of my family and I want to be your dad. I want to be your father. I want you to be my son. I want you to be my daughter. Not because you're good enough, because you got it all together or because you've accomplished these things. No, I'm choosing you to be my child on the basis of one thing. You've received my son, Jesus. If you are in Christ today, here is the great news for you. You say, listen, what does this have to do with me and my father? Here's what I want you to know, that you have a new father and he is greater than your earthly father. And the Bible says that when you received Christ, here's what the Bible says. It says that you are in Christ. You are in Christ. Your life is hidden in Christ. Here's what that means for you. Now listen, and this is where you begin to find the healing to the wounds of the Father that the Father has left in your heart. This is how God as Father begins to bring healing into your heart. When you understand this, in Christ, everything that God the Father feels about the Son, He feels about you. And everything the Heavenly Father says about His Son Jesus, He says now about you. Why? Because you are in the Son. So what is the Father's declaration? What is God the Father's declaration over you this morning? It's the three phrases you long to hear from your earthly father but never heard. You belong to me. You are my son. You are my daughter. The, the Father says to you this morning, I, I love you. The Father says to you this morning, I am pleased with you. How can he say this about us? Because we are in the Son. And if we are in the Son, everything he feels about the Son, he feels about us. Everything he says about the Son, he says about us us. We need to rest in this. You see, for so many of you in this room, and this is where men and women are a little bit different. Anybody say men and women are different? Amen. amen. Father, this is, dads, this is your one day. You can say amen on that one, right? Because this is your day. So here, here's what happens in the heart of a man when he doesn't hear these three things from his father. We either live up to our father's expectation, which means that whatever he says about us, that's what we become. Man, I've seen this played out. I've, I'm not going to go into the detail of the story, but there was a, a carnival ministry we were working with years ago. And um, several people in that lifestyle, the carnival lifestyle, I mean, lived just kind of this transient life, a lot of homelessness involved with this, a lot of drug abuse and and um, a lot of immorality involved. And through this ministry, we got to know some of these uh, carnival workers on a, on a personal basis and to hear their story and to see the train wreck of their life and just to be able to build a friendship to hear their story almost every single time they would bring up something about their father. My dad said these things about me. In fact, one man, he was kind of the leader of the group that we were working with, 
um, who, whose life has just kind of been a train wreck for the last 35 years. And I'm not going to tell you what his name was, but his, he had initials for his name. And I said, what does that stand for? Thinking it was the abbreviation of his name. And I'm not going to tell you what it stood for because it's inappropriate in this room. But he told me what it was. I was like, why, what in the world? Why did you get that name? He said, well, that's what my dad used to call me. You see, a lot of times what will happen is, is that the wounds of the father aren't dealt with in the heart of men. Men live up to their father's expectations. And what happens is you just repeat the cycle. You become kind of to everyone else what your father was to you. Others of you in this room, you, you dads, if you don't deal with the father wounds of your life, your whole life is going to be spent in this ex exhausting pursuit of trying to find approval whether that's the approval of your dad or the approval of the people around you, but because of the absence of your father saying to you, you are mine, and because of that, I love you, period, and I approve you. I'm proud of you because you never heard those words. Man, you are trying to conquer the world, being driven by this hope that one day there's going to be enough that you accomplish and you feel contentment in your heart because you're longing for someone to say, finally, you've arrived only to discover you never get to that place. W women can be very different. What, what typically happens, and again, I don't want to stereotype here, but what happens more often than not, what a woman fails to receive from her father, they try to find in another man. Which leads to broken relationship after broken relationship, poor decisions, or... In pursuit of trying to find what she was lacking from her father, she will pursue men just like her father, which only perpetuates the brokenness. And I want all the men and all the women in the world to hear me say this this morning. Listen, you don't have to find what you're looking for in the people or the things of this world the things that you were lacking from your earthly father because everything you need is now found and available to you in your heavenly father. This is the reality. It's available in your heavenly father. Who am I? That's the question we're asking. Who am I? We're longing for acceptance. We're longing for identity. When I understand who my heavenly father, you know who I am? I am not a pastor. I am not a whatever title I might give myself. I am a son of the creator of the universe. He has given me uh, his name and I bear the title of son of the most high God. There is no greater acceptance I can have in all the world than that. Do you love me? Listen, I want you to love me, but you know what? There is one who loves me more than you could ever possibly love me, and I can rest in his love because the God who is love says to me, you are mine, and on the basis of the fact that you are mine, I love you with a love that is not conditioned upon who you are, what you accomplish, or what you do. And in, in, in a life, I've told you this before, one of the great sin struggles of my life is that I'm a people pleaser. I want approval. I want you to like me. I want you to think well of me. And that drives me a lot of the time. But here's what I'm learning. The more I understand of who I am in Jesus, the less I am concerned about your liking me or approving of me. Why? Because when the creator of the universe looks at me, he sees the righteousness of my older brother, Jesus, and the father says to me, I approve of you. I'm pleased with you. I'm proud of you. 
Not because of what you accomplish as a pastor or or a husband or a person in the community. But because of the righteousness that's been given to you in the Son. Which means this. I can go to my heavenly Father without flinching, without fear. Why? Because my relationship with him is not dependent upon my job performance or what do I accomplish or my failures. I can go to him on my worst day just like on my best day because I find in him full acceptance, full affection, and full approval that's rooted in the person of Jesus. Look at me just for a moment. I want every person to look at my eyes just for a moment and and hear me say this. Do you know this morning that the Father, if you were in the Son, the Heavenly Father delights in you? He is pleased with you. He loves you with an unconditional love. Not because of what you've accomplished, but because of your older brother, Jesus. You see, it's when you begin to rest in that that you begin to see the healing wash over your life. And those wounds that your father has left, the scars remain. But what you see when you see the scars is that God in his grace and mercy has given you something so much greater than just an earthly father. He has given you a heavenly father who was everything and more that your earthly father was lacking. So what does this mean for us who are earthly fathers? If this is who we are as sons and daughters, then let's just talk to the men in the room for a moment. What does this mean for us as dads, as fathers who who God has entrusted with children in our life? And let me just give you a statement. It's going to be on the screen. Just a statement that has really helped me become a better father and that I'm striving to to rest in so that I can grow in uh, what God has called me to be as a father. And here's just a simple statement. The more I understand who I am as a son to my heavenly father, the more I understand who I must become as an earthly father to my sons and daughters. The more I understand who I am as a son to my heavenly father, the more I understand who I must become as an earthly father to my son and to my daughters. You see, here's the reality. The more I understand, the more I see myself as a son, the more I rest in the sonship that I have and I see my heavenly father for who he is and how he loves me and how he's embraced me, here's what that does. That gives me the framework now as I rest as a son and I see myself from this vantage point to say, I want to imitate who my heavenly father is to me and be that kind of earthly father to my kids. So how can you become a better dad? Listen, here's the thing. I've come to this resolve. I, I really, I really this, is, this is no joke here. I want my kids to accomplish a lot of things. I want them, and we always, as parents, I want my kids to have a better life than me. Let me just kind of put a, put a precursor on that. We got to define what that better life is. Because typically when we say that, we say more educated, live in better homes, make more money. So we got we to put better framework around When we say, I want my kids to have a better life than me, because sometimes the life we give them is better monetarily and better educationally and better maybe from a status position, but they are further from Jesus than we were or maybe that they should be. But I want my kids to be well-rounded. I want them to accomplish. I want them to have a great life. But I've come to this resolve in my life. And dads, I want this to help you this morning. 
that if my kids leave the house and they haven't mastered the jump shot and they got a pathetic bat swing and they're CB students, they may or may not get accepted to the college that we were hoping for. If they leave my house, they don't accomplish. They just leave we're average in those areas. Here's what I hope, and this is where I will say I have been a successful father. Here's what I want my kids to know about their earthly father. I want them to know they are mine. They are mine. That they are accepted by me. I want them to know that their identity is rooted firmly in the fact that they are accepted, that their father embraces them because they belong to me. I want them to know the second thing. I want them to know that I love them. I want my kids to walk away understanding that I love you. I love you. And there's nothing you can do to change that. I want you to know that my love is not conditional. There's no strings attached. There's no circumstantial uh, giving of this love. I want you to know I love you. And I want my kids to leave knowing their daddy above everything, that they are mine, they are accepted. And I want them to know the affection that I have for them, that I love you them because they are mine and here's what I want them to know the third thing is I want them to know I'm pleased with them I want my son to know daddy's proud of you I want my girls to know that their daddy is proud of them that their father approves of them that I am pleased with them that they don't have to go looking for the world to give them something that I didn't give them And that approval and that pleasure is not dependent upon what they accomplish, what they do, or or what they they, um, uh, acquire in the world from the standards of, of society. I want them to know that their approval of their dad is rooted in the first, you're mine. And second, I love you. So we play this game, or we 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 play this game off and on with especially my girls. I do it with my son some. And so they kind of, you've heard me talk about this, we kind of have this rhythm thing where uh, every now and then I'll put them to bed and they'll, I'll say something to them like this, you know, do you know daddy loves you? And they'll say, yes, daddy, I know you love me. And then I'll say, I start asking questions, do I love you because you're beautiful? Because you are beautiful. I don't say that to my son. <laughs> and, and they'll say, no, daddy, you don't love me because I'm beautiful. And I say, well, do I love you because you're smart? Because, man, you are smart. You, you, I cannot believe you must have got that from your mom. You are smart, right? No, Daddy, you don't love me because I'm smart. Well, I love you because you're athletic. Because, man, I love watching, Bubba, I love watching how you compete out there on the basketball court. No, Daddy, you don't love me because I'm athletic. And then I'll ask the question, why does your daddy love you? And they've learned the response, because I'm yours because I'm yours. I want my children to see the love of the Heavenly Father in their earthly father. You say, why why would those three things mean success for you? Because how we view God as Father will be directly impacted in how they view me as Father. And as we have these conversations, here's what I pray my children get. My daddy loves me. My daddy has accepted me. And my daddy is proud of me. But I have a heavenly father. 
and I belong to Him, and He loves me, and He's pleased with me. And I kind of know what He's like because I've been able to see Him in my earthly father. Fathers in the room, I want you to hear me say this. The, the, the amount of times I've heard in my office from men who with tears in their eyes have said, I have a hard time seeing God as Father because every time I think of God as Father, I think of my earthly father. And if he is a father, then I want nothing to do with him. We have got as, to as men paint a different narrative. We've got to be the kind of earthly fathers that our children can look to and say, if God is even half as good as my earthly father, I want to know him. And so in this room this morning, here's what I want you to know. For those of you in this, in this room that are carrying the, the wounds of your father, and you've embraced Jesus, and you are known by him, and you have trusted in the finished work of, of the cross, here's what I want you to know this morning. I want you to know that, that while Jesus does not eliminate the memories of your past and the wounds that have been created, here's what you can rest in. You have a heavenly father. You belong to him. He loves you unconditionally, and he is pleased with you. And there is nothing your earthly father could give you that is greater than what your heavenly Father has already freely given you in Christ. And you need to exhale this morning and just rest in God as Father. And stop the performing, and stop the hiding, and stop the covering up, and just rest in God as Father. For some of you in the room this morning, here is what John says and to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For some of you this morning, you need to be adopted. You don't know God as Father. You've never trusted in Jesus. You've never believed in his name. You know about him, but you've never trusted in him. And this morning, you need to know that there is an adoption that God wants to orchestrate in just a few moments. Where you can become a son and a daughter of God. And maybe in the next few moments, you will just rest in that and you will allow an adoption to happen where you are embraced by a heavenly father who will be for you everything your earthly father was not and more. And then for our fathers in the room, you've seen an example in your heavenly father of what this looks like in your home. I'm challenging you today to leave with a resolve. For some of you, the resolve needs to be that you sit down with your family and you say, I have failed you. And I don't want to create wounds in your heart. And for some of you, you've already created some of those wounds. And today, it's time to confess to your family, repent before the Lord, and determine with the power of the gospel of Jesus that you will be a representation of your heavenly Father. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. We're going to have decision encouragers up front this morning and I want to encourage you to come and, and, and pray to come and let the Holy Spirit work in your life for some of you it's the wounds of the father that you need to deal with today this is for men and women 
who have been wounded, that you would come today and find healing. And there are men and women that would love to pray with you and encourage you this morning. For others of you, you need to be adopted as sons or daughters. And we've got men and women that would love to help you with that as well. And then for our fathers in the room, I, I pray that there is not be a father that, that would leave this room without a resolve in his heart. I would challenge you to leave your seat, come to this altar and pray. Grab the hand of your wife or the hand of your children and let's just get before the Lord and ask him to do a work in our hearts that we would be the men and the fathers that our kids deserve. Father, we love you. We thank you that you are a God that loves us unconditionally. You have embraced us as your own. Our identity is rooted in you and that you are pleased with us. And all of this is on the basis of the finished work of Jesus. So God, I pray now as sons and daughters that we would find a healing, that we would find an example of what we should be. And Father, for those who need to be adopted, that you would call them by name, that, that you would save those who are far from you today. That anyone who walked in this place not knowing you as Father would leave knowing you as Father because they have known your Son, Jesus. We lay these things before you. We ask you give us the freedom to move in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. We're going to worship for a few moments.